Hello and welcome to today's edition of QUT News, Views and Spews. I'm Susan Hetherington and ready to spew in the Spews studio today we have... Alicia and... Michael Scully. Now, we need to start this Friday with the Wentworth by-election. The the former um, holder of the seat, Malcolm Turnbull, has gone off to his Park Avenue penthouse where he's been offering some very helpful advice to his former constituents and, and particularly saying that perhaps it would be a very good idea to refer Mr Peter Dutton to the um, uh, to, to see whether he's fit to stand in Parliament, something that he neglected to do himself when he was in the position. But what we really love in Australia is a former PM offering a, a bit of assistance. But meanwhile, back in Wentworth, uh, and we'll have a former resident of Wentworth, Alicia, tell us what's going on. Only for a little bit. But yeah, so last night, the party got together at the East Rugby Club in Rose Bay, same night as the under-15s presentation night, and they had their pre-selection battle. And who came out as the winner? Mr Sharma. Yep. Um, Former Australian ambassador to Israel, Dave Sharma. There we go. Um, Um, Despite the fact that um, all week... In fact, for the last fortnight, the Liberal Party has been talking up female candidates. The Liberal Party has been talking up the fact that they have a woman problem. Um, There's been a, you know, just a wee small, by which I mean very loud, very long and very protracted, calling from the female members of the party about bullying. Um, So did they get one? No. No. No, we got Dave. We got Dave. And in fact, the... um, But but Dave is a quality guy with extensive experience and capability, uh, according to the the PM. Yep. Um, As was number two and number three in the battle. Yeah. Yeah, But he's got an XY chromosome. Yeah, which makes him (laughs) excellent, apparently. Now, look, it is difficult because, as everyone rightly says, you want the best candidate. Sure. You want, unfortunately, people are confusing the best candidate with the best man for the job. Those statements are not necessarily the same. And I think you don't want to put someone in just because of their gender, but a lot of people are concerned that that's exactly what's happening, you know, and resistance to things like quotas um, is is problematic. As a, a young woman, Alicia, what do you think? Well, I mean, my first reaction to this was just that the candidate ScoMo had even Scott Morrison. Yeah, ScoMo. We like ScoMo. The candidate ScoMo had even like um, recommended as his or endorsed as his candidate, Catherine O'Regan, was a local woman. She'd been very involved in the Liberal community. And I think a lot of um, Liberal women are saying there are lots of Liberal women who are capable of going into these um, roles. We just need to be picking them and looking for them and not going for the default um, or what we're used to be seeing. Whereas the candidate who was selected is from the North Shore. He doesn't even have the same experience that she could bring to the role. Yeah. Um, I think that if you're always getting the same answer to your question, maybe you're asking the wrong question, question. that your, um, your criteria 
is just not right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm not a member of the Liberal Party. I'm not a member of any political party. I've never been to a pre-selection and I'm never likely to because I think as a journalist it's pretty important that you don't, be that, that you don't do those things. So far be it from me to give advice to the Liberal Party, but I am a voter. Yeah. And yeah, sure. um, uh, what I'm seeing to me does not make sense mm. and it, it is not the kind of message we want to be sending to no. young women. I had, um, I think it was on Monday that Scott Morrison, he was asked about how he felt about quotas and his response was that internal processes were taking care of it. We didn't need to have these arbitrarily set targets or um, enforced targets in the form of quotas and that they were working on creating training material that would help women ease into their life in Parliament and cope with the stresses of, you know, being a woman in Canberra, the unique stresses. Yeah, because having a womb is very mm, stressful, mm, mm, mm. terribly stressful. And my response to that is in the past 10 days, then why have you had, or at the time, the past 10 days, why have you then had two of your most prolific Liberal women walk away from the jobs that they've held yeah, it's, if it's such effective training. It is not rocket science, is no. it? Um, now, speaking of training, we're going to move to the classroom now rather than from the <laughs> Muppet show of, of federal politics to the classroom. And our new federal education minister wants to ban mobile phones in classrooms because mm. they're distracting. What do we make of that? Wow. <sighs> uh, look... I can see why, as somebody who's been in a lot of classrooms, that phones are distracting. Yes. But mostly online devices are distracting. So the computer, the laptop they're it's sitting problem, on yeah. is equally yeah. as as distracting. Passing notes in class is distracting. Gossip is distracting. Mm. Yeah, um, we, we used to do a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, I, I admit that it's another layer because it's easier to hide under the desk. It's right. smaller, it's convenient. You can be doing stuff and so on. I think mm. the answer, and part of what they're saying is, um, you know, put them in a basket as, as you walk in. Yeah. Um, yes and no. I mean, really, for a long time, school said no to Facebook. Facebook was evil. Mm -hmm. Facebook is a spawn of the devil and you cannot be used on school computers and so on. Okay. I, I think that educationalists are really starting to realise that, in fact, it has quite useful tools. Uh, it's just depending on how you mm. use it. Yeah. The phone is the same. Now, um, <sighs> In schools, the oral presentation mm -hmm. is is quite a thing. It's because you have to show your, your verbal communication yeah, sure. skills. Right. So you'll be sitting in a class of 24 students and having to listen to 23 of your classmates yes. give an oral presentation. Important of inventions yeah. that change the, the world. world. <laughs> and and <laughs> we all know that the only presentation you're truly interested in is your own. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you're probably thinking about your own presentation and you might have a passing look at your best buddies. But yeah. other than that... Huh. Would it not be more engaging for those other 23 people to be using Twitter to comment on value-add, summarise or whatever mm. on their phones rather than sitting there twiddling their thumbs? So instead of banning the phone, you want them to employ the phone? Employ the phone. Yeah. Not in every class and not every day, but banning it is... You don't teach people responsible use of, of a it, device... Yeah of whatever it is, technology, by mm. saying don't use it. Well, in my current capacity as a student, I mean, I'm 
at times it feels like it's crippling. You have so many social media demands. And in the modern world, I can't turn off my phone when I want to get work done because I have people who might try and contact me, message me on Facebook and ask for help with a group assignment, with work. And Mm. learning how to manage those competing demands Mm. in a classroom might actually be a good way to develop that at an earlier age. I I think that scaffolded appropriate modelling of use is better than just pretending it's not going to happen for you know for years mm. in in catholic schools for instance which is the <laughs> education system i went through uh. you basically they went through the let's pretend that premarital sex doesn't happen yeah. because the catholic <laughs> right. uh, uh, faith doesn't um right. doesn't adhere to right. that well you know where is that going to lead you right. yeah. just say well it's not going to happen so we're going to you know throw our hands in the air and say no Teenage minds, I'm afraid, right. and teenage bodies don't work like that. No, yes. Newsflash, people. News <laughs> breaking, not um, you know, ludicrous. Uh, yeah, look, it would be frustrating. It is stupid to have people there on their Facebook when you're trying to teach maths. Right. But let's be more realistic about this, I think, people. 100%. Um, now, the final, well, we ha- do have a final, final one in a minute that we're building up to, but this caught my eye because of its ludicrousness. There is a story on the ABC about a child, well, we'll I don't know if it's a child. Okay. That's up for grabs. <laughs> when is a child not a child? Okay. When is a child not a child depends on if the child was born on February the 29th. Okay. Now, this child on February the 28th, the day before she would have turned 20, um, 18, um, committed an offence. Had she turned wow, 18, okay. she would be um, tried as an adult. Okay. If she was 17 years and 364 days, mm-hmm. she would be um, tried as, yeah. a, as a juvenile. Wow. She was actually 17 years and 365 days, but it was not yet her birthday. Right. So the prosecutors said 18 adults, uh-huh. an adult. The defence said um, wow. has, that surely March 1, it, it should be, okay. be not yeah. because there's no Nobody February 29. considered 18 uh, the day before their 18th birthday. The court initially found that she turned 18. Wow. And was dealt should be dealt for a, a, as an adult, and at the moment we're in limbo trying to work out what to, to do. <laughs> Presumably she'd gone out on the town for her 18th wow. well, birthday. Wow, she'd gone out for a drink. Uh, Would they have served her? I don't think so. Hmm. I don't know. It's it's these these questions because it's quite rare. Right. Haven't been tried. I had an Is uncle. there precedent for it? Apparently not, or they're not raising it. <laughs> My uncle was a um, a February 29th birthday, and I, I, I turned older than him very early in life, <laughs> officially, in terms of number of official birthdays yeah. that he'd had. So mm, I think we better watch that space. It's Jury's just out. It's just too weird, wonderful to ignore. Now, Scotty, you've done a lot of things in your career. Now you're on the front of a Monopoly board. <laughs> yeah, look, it's a bit strange. First time ever that Monopoly has changed the head of that bloke with the top hat, and now my ugly doll's on the on the box now forever. Biggest giveaway in Australian television history. It's quite amazing. Each block Monopoly box has got a golden ticket in it, and one of those tickets can win you an apartment here. Fully furnished block, Bayside, St Kilda, 
incredible, like Norfolk 2 mil. Oh, far out. It's a pretty good prize, isn't it? it- Right, so um, what on earth is a current affair thinking? That was actually on a current affair yeah. program yeah. last night as a legitimate, apparently, news. Seven minutes. You can imagine I was delighted. Yeah. Um, this is not news. This is not in the consumer interest. A current affair who usually um, have in the same slot, you know, how to make the most of your money, stretch your dollar. How to cook for a family of four for how, only $5 a year or something. How, yeah, to, something. how to spend $90 on a game of Monopoly that will put you in the running to win an apartment on the block. But that's a golden ticket. Wow. So, so come on. Oh, know. my gosh. I oh know. Look, cross-promotion has officially jumped the shark, yep. I'm afraid. Uh-huh. that, um, and, or, or maybe it's jumped, jumped the entire shark tank uh-huh. because, frankly, this is crazy stuff. Um, that not only is it saying watch the block, and we've become accustomed to the bachelor contestant yep. who has been on sunrise. A, evicted to being on sunrise or being on on the project that night um, in in have you been playing attention mm. what whatever that they turn up and we get that we get that how much the property on the block sells might be in a newsish story okay. but trying to flog a monopoly board yeah. so that you might win a, a an apartment on the block is wow. just it was Tracy Grimshaw top and tailing a press release it yeah. was just... Yeah, here's our video press release. I'll just go now file my nails wow. while, while somebody oh. reads that. And I hate to think that in a couple of months' time, this will now... Fairfax will fall under this banner. Yeah, yeah indeed. What, you know... There is a test of what is news and what isn't. There is a tiny bit of a grey area. <laughs> and then there is this. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and this is on another planet. I'm, I'm sorry, Tracy. So I'm awesome. sorry, a Current Affair... You know this is not a thing. Um, yeah. You should hang your head in shame. Well, what a wonderful way to finish our spews week with a big fat spew at ACA. <sighs> um, thank you, Alicia. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Susan. We will catch you again in a studio soon. See ya. See ya.